If it gets weird, <laughs> you just gotta jump in. Shut it down. Shut it down. <laughs> All right, hello everybody, and welcome to the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. This is Chris Baca. I'm sitting here with Jared Truby. Coincidentally, we're wearing the exact same colors today. We're like <laughs> twinning so hard. Haven't even seen them yet. So haven't even seen them. It's a red shirt with a gray five panel. If anybody's wondering, <laughs> and we're sitting across the table from Roman Leal, co-owner of Evocation Coffee in Amarillo. Not Texas. No. Not Amarillo. Not Amarillo. Not Amarillo. Not, Amarillo. No. <laughs> not <Tejas>. Or Amarillo. <laughs> Amarillo. <laughs> What's up, Roman? Hey, guys. Dude, we met Roman about 30 minutes ago. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> In real life, anyway. That's became true. Best friends we came immediately. Best straight up. Pretty hot besties. I got his phone number. We'll be texting. He saw me raw dogging a cucumber. It's no big deal. <laughs> Deeper level of intimacy. We'll put that in the show notes for you guys. Yeah, what little. that means is Chris was eating a cucumber. <laughs> raw. Without cooking or, and it was in its full form. Do you guys want to hear? It's also an innuendo. Let's hear what that sounds like real quick. Just a quick sound check. Mm. Wow, that sounded very fresh in my head. <laughs> it's actually way better than I expected it to. So uh, appetizing. So Roman is here. And this is a crazy story that we need to talk about. I believe your staff got you out here. Is this true? Yes. Yeah. Our uh, production roaster, Taylor Gresham. Yeah. She, uh, we're all huge fans of Cat and Cloud. But oh, thank yeah. you. She got in touch with you guys, I think. Yep. I mean, I don't really know how it went because it was a surprise for me. Okay. Well, um, from our end, basically. She talked to you first. Yeah. She hit me up and she said, and she said basically, hey, you know, Roman's killing it out here. We really <laughs> love what's going on. And it'd be a really great opportunity for him to be able to come out in CLA, talk to you guys about coffee and just kind of geek out for a bit. And she's like, well, do you think maybe you guys would have him if we could get him there? And I was like, are you kidding me? Somebody's <laughs> staff is, is that into their boss that they're willing to <laughs> That's crazy. essentially pool cash and get him out here in some way, shape or form. So I was like, Chris, we have to do this. And I was like, obviously. <laughs> so here you are. Yeah, from my end. Uh, so it was my birthday. Um, okay. They did a scavenger hunt. Um, I just like... Gonna knock on my door like 6 p.m. and uh, whole staff is there. Savannah Gates, our sales rep, is there with a bottle of whiskey. Perfect. Yeah, and so I uh, have to start drinking whiskey and doing a scavenger hunt, and like through the whole scavenger hunt, it's like all around Amarillo, downtown Amarillo, and so I'm getting these little pieces of a picture. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I'm like, kind of trying to figure out what's going on. Like it's some hairy legs in the picture. <laughs> And oh, some no. flat little caps. Yeah. And so I'm like, what is this? Is this, what is going on? <laughs> and so finally, uh, we get them all together. I'm like, oh my gosh, Cat and Cloud podcast. You're coming in hot. Yeah. <laughs> We're coming to California, kids. We're going to do coming it. Cali. He's all hairy legs and dudes. What yeah. Wow. <laughs> you guys are making me drink whiskey and look at dudes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was an amazing night. Yeah. What, do you, what guy doesn't want that for his birthday? Seriously. There's nothing better. What was your whiskey of choice, or their whiskey? It was a Bullet, okay. which was also my whiskey of choice. Was it bourbon or rye? It was rye. Yeah, oh, Bullet rye is good. I like mm -hmm. Bullet rye. It's my go-to affordable whiskey. Dude, I know. It's yeah. so good. It's so real. Perfect. That was funny, because you, Taylor hit you up, Jared, yeah. first, and started this conversation, Yeah. and Jared's like, yeah, they're going to send their boss out, and I was like, that's <laughs> crazy, and then Savannah, who I'd met at Barista Camp, just like a few weeks prior, and I was like, "Oh, it's connecting all the dots." Yeah, she best Western hit costume. Me up. She won the best Western costume, and she was decked <laughs> out. It was like red shirt with the deep chaps. Yeah, and like she was yeah. fully kitted. I was like, 
She's committed. Dude, For those that is her thing. Yeah. yeah. Savannah goes all out. It was pretty nuts. So <laughs> she's she a special character. As the hotel best western. <laughs> well, you know who was though? No. Hugo. Did he really dress as the best western? I have pictures of it. That's amazing. <laughs> they posse up literally name tags and everything. Oh. It was fantastic. Yeah. yeah, it was great. That's rules. Yeah, but for Savannah, that's actually almost her everyday dress. She's she's pretty western. Yeah, is she pretty western? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I could see that. <laughs> Is she a firecracker? I like her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's she seems head. fun. Yeah. She's crazy. I feel yeah. like if you're in sales, you have to be a firecracker of sorts. Yeah. You just got to be like fully off the cuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's rad. Yeah. I missed out on Breeze Camp this year. Uh, you missed it as well? Yeah, I did. You um, were running a company. Yeah. We're uh, we're getting ready to open a new coffee shop. Congrats. Here in Amarillo. Thanks, man. Yeah. T- tell us a little bit about what you guys do. Like, where did you come from? Where did you start? Where are you at? <laughs> where you know? do you go? Yeah. Where so- do you go? <laughs> <laughs> where do you come from? So we are in uh, the Panhandle of Texas. Okay. And we started roasting back in 2009. Um, Amy and I were ripe old ages 17 at the time. Damn. Um, yeah, we were little. We'll Very get back little. to that later. <laughs> yeah. And uh, back when uh, we started off, there was nothing uh, super cool going on at Coffee at the time. Coffee was my first job. And so I was kind of working at uh, kind of an older style coffee shop there in Amarillo, uh, a little darker roast. But... That's where I fell in love with coffee. Like, um, a, like a second wave kind of scenario? Yeah, like a second wave kind of coffee mm-hmm. shop. Really nice. good with customer service and stuff. But yeah, just a little darker coffee. Yep. Um, so yeah, that was my first job outside of my parents' restaurant. Um, fell in love with coffee there. That's where Amy and I met, actually. She was a regular. Um, I was her barista. Ah, Perfect. Uh, so we started hanging out. Um, we went up to Denver. Had some really good coffee there at a place called Avianos. Okay. And uh, we started falling in love, went, went down the rabbit hole, started falling in love with coffee. Uh, we got a little home espresso machine, La Pavoni Euro Piccola. Of course. Is that, is that yeah. one of the lever yeah, ones? Dude, yeah, right? full manual levers. Yeah. It's not even spring assist or anything. Yeah, it's Sean like, White had You one are those. pushing it down. Oh, yeah. yeah. So cool. That thing is a complete nightmare to make a good espresso <laughs> with. So hard. But it's so cool. Um, so, yeah, we just uh, fell in love with coffee, started doing it. Um, got a little home roaster, a little... Half pound Gene Cafe yep. started roasting for friends. Started roasting for a couple of little coffee shops after that. Then I uh, got a Diedrich R7 hooked it up in the garage and never looked back. Damn. <laughs> who was your Who were your influences when you were doing that? Like you know you go you go to Colorado, right? yeah, and yeah. You have yeah. this coffee and uh, I mean, what was that experience like? I mean, you said you started falling in love with it. You know, was Dude, it lighter? What was the deal? Yeah, it was crazy. Um, so when I first started in coffee, um, huge admission, I didn't actually like coffee. When I got that job, it was I mean, my parents drank it all the time, yeah, and so I would sip out of their cups every now and then, but. Heavily drenched in sugar and cream. Of course. Um, but I uh, started working at Roasters, uh, and uh, they uh, that was the name of the coffee shop, Roasters. Oh, it's okay. super cool. Um, just <laughs> going on down to Roasters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I had a French press at coffee there, um, which was pretty solid. Yeah. Um, that's the first time that I was able to actually drink a whole cup of coffee. But, yeah, I went up to Denver, and Avianos was using Intelligentsia. Okay. Um, and oh, so tight. they had a Honduras La Tortuga. Oh, yep. I remember the Tortuga. That's, dude. I think that's their recurring yeah, they thing from Honduras. Yeah, they had it this year, too. Um, I get it pretty much every year. Yeah. But it's that, not actually a farm, right? It's like a mark that they it, do. Is I that think, it? I think that's what it is. Yeah. I could so, be lying. It, yeah, it might be by pro, like taste and profile, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's how it works. So. It's good. Yeah, it's delicious. Blew yeah. my mind. Um, Avianos was also using Lever Espresso Machines, which is why I got that little uh, La Pavoni. Gotcha. Not to be confused with Aviato. <laughs> Aviato. Aviato. <laughs> But yeah, that's that was a huge inspiration. Like I had 
a coffee, uh, that coffee experience blew my mind. It was so good, like so sweet, mm-hmm. so drinkable. Um, so that was a huge inspiration. Um, and then started getting into uh, homebarista.com. Yeah, okay. Little internet forum yep. and coffeegeek.com. Of course. Mm-hmm. Those were. Shout out to Mark. Yeah, Mark Prince. Mark Prince, dude. <laughs> then uh, those. He's, he's baking bread right now. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Those were awesome sources of information. Um, so yeah, just started going uh, to those, then watching barista competitions, um, visiting shops all over. We'd go up to Denver pretty frequently, hit up shops there. Went okay. to Chicago some too. Never yeah. been. Chicago's awesome. I've been once. Shops. It was fantastic. Wormhole. Ooh, dang. Wormhole. Yeah. Man, I. W- when were they open? I've only been to Chicago once. We went for about a week and kind of did the standard intelligentsias all over thing, yeah. and then. It was a while ago. Yeah. This was like 2000. Well, that was when they were the hottest, too. It was like anyway. 2006, I think. Oh, that's early. Old school. That's yeah. Before. It was snowy. Yeah. I think they've been open for a while, Wormhole. Oh, really? I mean, I've yeah, heard of them. It was like three or four years ago. Oh, okay. They are open. You got that DeLorean up in the front of the cafe. Yes. I've seen that. It looks so, so tight. cool. Yeah. I'm going there. When you were learning to roast at home, right? Did mm-hmm. you, were you getting your coffee like your green coffee from like Coffee Shrub, Sweet Maria's? Sweet Maria's? Yeah, yeah, Coffee Shrub wasn't even a thing That's at that time. Right? Okay, yeah, so they kind of spawned off like two years, maybe three years into what uh, when we were roasting. But yeah, it was just Sweet Maria's back then. Okay, so that yep. Oh, and uh, the Green Coffee Buyers Club, I think it was. Nice. It was just like a lot of home enthusiasts get together, um, split bags of coffee, which is super fun. I have never heard of that. No, see, this is why yeah. I'm asking because yeah. I think maybe people who are listening, there might be some home roasters out there, and we could get them a little info. Yeah. I don't know if it still exists. It's been so long. Um, right. But back then, there was, I think it was just called the Green Coffee Buyers Club. And yeah, it's this group where somebody says, I'm going to buy this awesome bag of green coffee. Yeah. And uh, we need this many people committed to split it up. How many pounds does everybody want? And so that's actually how we got introduced to uh, our favorite, uh, one of our favorite importers, Kefa Coffee. Somebody bought a bag from uh, Samuel DeMissi of uh, Harar Ayanage that he had back then. We split it up, and so we've been carrying Kappa ever since. so funny. Yeah. That's pretty rad. It's like a group buy on a forum. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> you guys want to split a lot? We yeah. sure do. Because you can go anywhere from like a pound up to like 50 pounds. Right. It's crazy. Nice. So cool. And then, so were you learning to roast by just trial and error and yeah, reading dude. on the internet? Yeah, reading on the internet. Um, like, we went to SEA trade shows, yep. and we'd kind of try to glean some information from those. We'd go to the seminars. We didn't have the money to do the uh, classes most of the time. Who does? So expensive. <laughs> so expensive. <laughs> expensive, man. <laughs> but yeah, just trial and error. Um, Rad. Tasting everything. Uh, just, yeah, doing our thing, man. What a trip. Dude, that's so, so much fun. I kind of love it. I mean... Did you, when you were there, like, where, did you, was there anybody of note at these, at the, what was your first expo? First expo was Houston, I think. Oh, yeah. geez. Oh, Houston. <laughs> <laughs> we were having the worst life oh, ever in man. Houston. Chris and I were just struggling in Houston. What we're, happened? It was a great, I mean, Everything. actually, I had a really fun trip. Some yeah. of the best barbecue I've ever had. <laughs> Houston's yeah. a pretty cool city for food. You know what, it, it's weird how nostalgic I am for Houston for how weird that week was for me but uh yeah i mean i still i can thank ryan and layla they took me to this weird barbecue joint that was like somebody's house basically and i there's so many of today those. it was yeah it's definitely the best i've ever had and we it was like a really fun trip but it, it was so weird time. i don't know why i think everything was not right well you were all amped up on your competition and it didn't quite go how you wanted it <sighs> to go and then ian was in the mix and he was just not in the zone and i was there but i feel like i was well, we pissed got- off the whole time <laughs> i don't even know what it was you didn't get to use your green tip geisha i didn't 
what happened? Oh, my grinder broke. Yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I was doing Brewers Cup. Yeah. I remember that, and I'd won the regional, and then I brought my grinder. I was grinding on a rober, mm. and I brought it, and it was totally just thrashed. Yeah. I don't know what was oh. wrong with it. Like the capacitor was busted, the or the flux capacitor <laughs> yeah. was busted. The gigawatts were off. And then I tried to rebuild another, like borrow a rober and put the burr set in it, but it just oh, wasn't right. That. Yeah. yeah. And then everything got weird. It was stupid. Ian and I got seventh and eighth, but that wasn't where I wanted to be. That was not where you wanted to be. And my wife, we were actually in the process. We were engaged and about to get married soon after. Mm-hmm. And she was stressed and we were like basically <laughs> fighting the whole time, which was also very very stressful <laughs> i was so stressed yeah I mean, barista that, competition on top of that dang that was a lot of it i had a brand new pair of jordans and they were just like a little bit too big oh, and everywhere man. we were Last walking my shoes were falling off yeah <laughs> stupid ass houston <laughs> but uh, we did have some amazing drinks we watched fast five yeah we Remember did watch fast five opening night was that with ben with ben kaminsky oh god that was so sick and paul halverson paul halverson we just went down memory lane. This is your time. Anyway, <laughs> that's just no, a that's quick fun. moment. Thanks, so you, Texas. Yeah. You went. You went to Houston that year. Was ten? Was it ten? No. Was it, it was eleven? Was eleven? Okay. It was eleven. Yeah. Because so you guys were al- you were already open at this point. Yeah. Um. I mean, we were open, but it was still a garage operation. We were so tiny back then. So did you start with a cafe proper, or did no. you start with a roasting company first? Roasting company first. Okay. Yeah. Um. And so we started out of our garage, just like with a little jean cafe on a table in the garage, just that roasting out of there. Is um, awesome. <laughs> so much fun. Um. And then uh, we got a Diedrich, a used Diedrich R7. Set that up in the garage. Perfect. Um, and so, yeah, that's how that went. But, yeah, we went to uh, Houston um, 2011, and that was a mind-blowing experience. It was just like – because you nerd out so much online over uh, all these big companies like Counterculture and stuff like that and yeah. seeing, like, Lim Butler working Counterculture's little pop-up bar there, yeah. having a shot of uh, – I can't remember. It was some Ethiopian, es- Ethiopian espresso that he was pulling that was just so – just bonkers good. Ah, uh, that was so much fun. Lem's yeah. one of the best. Lem is the jam. He dude. was killing it that year. Oh my gosh, that was so good. We can give a shout out to him. He actually he got a subscription from us, and uh, so he yeah we get to send him coffee like every other week, which makes us really excited actually. And his his kids on Instagram, dude, yeah. feeling it. <laughs> They're so awesome, so tight. Uh, okay, so you taught yourself to roast. Yeah, that's crazy. Trial and error. Yeah. Do you talk to anybody about roasting currently? Do you like, you know, you bounce ideas off people? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I mean, uh, I went, when we got the Diedrich, um, I went up to Sandpoint, Idaho. um, That's where my grandparents are from. Really? Oh my gosh. It was beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get to go up there and just hang out? Uh, When I was younger. I haven't been up in probably 10 years, but I I actually miss it all the time. Yeah, man. It is stunningly gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, so went up there, and uh, Diedrich does that little three-day seminar. He does it in Sandpoint? Yeah, Sandpoint, Idaho, man. Weird. Gosh, yeah. gotta go. It is, yeah. yeah, it's so we worth going to just hang. But maybe we should. <laughs> <laughs> just to go to Sandpoint. Feels like we should now. Yeah. Yeah, it was absolutely killer. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, went up there for that little three-day seminar. It was a lot of fun. Um, and so that that was really educational from the just, like, uh, maintenance side of roasting, like mm. keeping up with your machine, keeping it super clean, yep. all that kind of stuff. Um, Diedrich's profiles are different than kind of what we settled on. Um, they're a little uh, longer than we actually use, but it was really educational to be up there. Mm-hmm. Got to uh, meet some other cool roasting people, um, chat with them there, which was super neat. Yep. But, yeah, yeah. Um, 
I mean, we bounce ideas off of other roasters from time to time. Uh, Texas is so spread out. Like, yeah. I mean, there are so many cool coffee shops and coffee roasters in Texas, but like, they're all so far apart that it makes it really hard to just like make a little day trip down, hang out with some buddies, right, and come back. Sprawl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's the closest specialty coffee to you? Closest specialty coffee. I mean, we got Palace Coffee, okay, just right yeah, around yeah. from us. Um, they're right down the street from us. Um, but there's uh, Gatsby's Coffee, Yellow House Coffee in Lubbock. Um, oh, and Sugar Brown's Coffee and J and B Coffee. Uh, that's two hours from us. Okay, that's Those, pretty far. Yeah, that's pretty that's far. Just a little hike. Yeah. Um, and we go down there pretty often. Um, just go check in on friends, hang out with them. Um, but after that, like Oklahoma City uh, is the next closest. That's four hours. And then Dallas, six hours. So yeah, um, it's it's a hike. What's cool though is even though it's so spread out, um, there is a really cool community. Um, it sounds like it actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you can just call friends, hang out really easily. Everybody's super accommodating. Ge- we go. Geographically, where is because you were talking about all these places, right? Yeah. Where is Amarillo? Amarillo um, is in the top little square of Texas. We call it the Panhandle. Okay, that's yeah. yep, perfect for those. Is that whole square that. the Panhandle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, um, because like if you look at Oklahoma, it's, it's the Pan, literally uh, the Panhandle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Gotcha. So right underneath that, California. California. I didn't know. We don't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> we're so insular. <laughs> we're like, yeah, we live in California. It's the only state, right? Yeah. There's nowhere else. <laughs> Basically, yeah. I've heard of these places, but. <laughs> I got to talk to somebody from Texas. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. It was nuts, <laughs> you don't have very much of an accent. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> I mean, I have to say it. <laughs> <laughs> most people um, in Amarillo really don't. I mean, okay. most of Texas really doesn't. It's it's kind of, uh, it's, it's a stereotype that, I don't know, there aren't a ton of people that uh, have a super thick accent. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like Savannah or sales rep, bring it back to Savannah. She gets a little bit of one when she gets drunk. Okay, but when she gets a little. Is it more just to like to get people pumped? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just a little twang. Yeah, but it's not. Yeah, not super intense. So you put a roaster in the garage, then yep. you put a bigger roaster in the garage. Mm-hmm. So what happens after that? I'm like really curious about mm-hmm. how the story works. So you're roasting coffee. Yep. Who are you selling it to? How do people find out about you? Did you set up a, a web store? Was it word of mouth? Or? Yeah, so we set up a web store, but you know nobody's just going to stumble across a web store. I mean, right. you've got evocationcoffee.com. But, so uh, what we did is we started uh, selling to friends first off, um, just uh, roasting for friends and family. And then we uh, started selling to a couple local businesses. Uh, the Ground Cafe was a local coffee shop that uh, carried our coffee. I think they were the first one, actually. Um, shout out. Shout out Ground Cafe. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we would sell online. We would uh, we did a little banner out on Home Barista briefly. Okay. Yeah, um, that got us a little bit of traffic. And then what really made us take off, though, I mean, because we were kind of just roasting, like, 20 pounds a week like when we would get an order for 10 pounds we're like oh man that's a lot of coffee Deep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's yeah uh but when it really took off is when uh sugar browns uh started buying from us they were in lubbock texas okay um this was i think this was late 2009 maybe 2010 this was pretty early on um and so they were uh just like right in between second and third wave shop um super cool little place um they had a drive through window um tight yeah That's yeah how you get it they were uh, pulling some really good espresso though um and they started buying from us and that's that's when i uh 
really started taking it seriously, left my part-time job. I had started like uh, bartending for a little bit to buy green coffee at my nice. parents' restaurant. Yeah. Hustler. So right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so left that, started roasting a little more full-time. And so that's where it really took off. People got a lot more exposure to our coffee at that point. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. Let me jump lo- really, really quick back because like, you you mentioned the restaurant a couple times. Yeah. What what kind of restaurant is it? And were you kind of always you know like familiar and comfortable with service because of the restaurant? Totally. Yeah. Um, my parents have a Tex-Mex restaurant called Leal's. Awesome. Um, Leal's. Leal's. It's been around since 1957. My grandparents actually started it. Sick. Let's yeah. go. Sick. Yeah, and so, yeah, service has always been uh, crucial um, in that environment. And so Grandpa passed that down to my dad, who passed that down to me. Like when uh, Amy and I were starting this business, the thing that he drilled into my head more than anything else was listen to your customers. And, yeah, so that's something I've always stuck by. What's the special? What's the special, What else? is the special? What's the go-to? Mm, dang. You know, Texas enchiladas. Okay. It's uh, two beef enchiladas with a chili and green sauce. Mm. Greens green and sauce. rice. Dude, I'm a green ne- sauce next fan. level. You Just had green to ask. Sauce. <laughs> yeah, green sauce. I'm a sauce guy. You're a sauce guy. All right. Mm. Keep going. Sorry. Keep. Just I sidebarred <laughs> you. Service, though. Listen to your customers. Yeah, yeah, totally. So that's what we've always lived by. Turned out that Service is huge. It's important, you guys. Yeah. If you're listening. So important. So you were in the gar- When did you make the move from the garage to a, uh, a bigger, like, warehouse was there one moment mm. where you're like holy crap my garage is full of just stuff yeah well it's even it's a little more real than that actually the okay. health department came and shut us down uh, i was yeah. gonna say is that even legal <laughs> you're like i'm flying under the radar here yeah, yeah yeah um we were so little that they didn't care until we started roasting for uh sugar browns and then right that's amazing yeah kind of became a little bigger of a deal at that point um but yeah we were um we we're out in the country um so we we're on well water and so you can't actually be operating off of well water um really is yeah they weird. can't track it i guess yeah it's got to be because they can't track how much yep. you're using that's weird i have no Slash. idea yep yeah sounds bureaucratic yeah so uh <laughs> yeah they came and knocked on our door out in the middle of nowhere it was so crazy um so yeah that's when we're like oh well, time to move into town. What kind of timeline did they give you? Are they like, we're shutting you down tomorrow, or you have one month or something? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, they said you're shut down right now. Effective oh, immediately. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, oh, that's uh, cool. I didn't need to do this anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not like our coffee shops need coffee or anything. It's not like anybody cares. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. It was all a dream. <laughs> Yeah, um, so that's uh, around that same time as when uh, Palace Coffee was opening, like, up until that point, um, like, we were pretty much the only specialty coffee game in town. Um, Palace Coffee was opening in Canyon, Texas, which is basically a suburb of Amarillo. Um, so they had started talking to us around that same point. So kind of had the confidence to jump off into uh, our present location, which is in South Amarillo. It's like a business park uh, kind of place. And we've okay. got a warehouse back there with green coffee um, all in the back and roaster there in the middle and a little espresso bar up front. Is it like a tasting room kind of scenario? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. Very limited menu, um, super coffee Nazi kind of thing where nice. we have no cream and sugar. You just get it how you get yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that <laughs> was a response experience. Yeah. It's been good. Um, I mean, it's way off the beaten path. Like, that location is out there in the middle of nowhere. But we have uh, pretty good traffic, actually. It's really neat. That's um, awesome. Yeah, and in uh, in our customer base, we have a huge uh, demographic spread. Like, we have so many different people that come in. It's so cool. We've got, like, people from the insurance office next door that come in every day. Yeah. 
and uh, super coffee nerds that make the trip across town to come hang out. It's awesome. How's it been to have you have you have one of those like extreme wins where you, somebody comes in, you know, and they're like, I won't have this because you don't have cream sugar, whatever, you yes. know, right? And then yeah, now yeah. they're now they're the full convert, you know, like yes. teach me how to roast at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we get the people that come in and want cream and sugar, and then uh, we're like, ah, oh, sorry, we don't have any. And then they'll taste it, and then they'll be like, oh god, it doesn't even need it. And that is that is the biggest win in my book. Yeah. I love that. That's my favorite experience. Yeah, for sure. That happens pretty regularly, actually. It's nice. Super neat. How have you won the trust of the people when they come in? And you know, there's there's got to be some sort of yeah. you know, like the it's old service, man dude. who's like grandpa. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, just being super nice to him, mm-hmm. um, not letting him feel threatened at all. I mean, it's kind of a little bit of a austere environment in there. I yeah. mean, it's just like really bare bones. It's a tiny little cafe. Awesome. Um, so yeah, we're just slinging espresso and uh, pour over coffee. And so yeah, um, what we do is just be super, super nice. Um, that's like the whole core of uh, the experience that we want to provide. Yeah. So it's usually either I'm Amy or I working bar. Um, sometimes our roaster Taylor Gresham gets on there, but yeah, just being super nice to people. Pretty interesting concept. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) Being nice to people works. Catch on. So you have a tight crew. Is there, what is it like four or five of you? Yeah. Right now there are four. It's, uh, me, uh, Amy, Taylor and Savannah. Okay. That's it right now. Wow. Yeah. Um, Taylor's doing all the production. Like she's roasting, she's bagging, she's shipping out. Um, Savannah's doing customers, uh, customer service. She's doing, uh, outside sales. Um, Amy's working bar most of the time. I'm just kicking back, drinking coffee. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Just Having conducting. Apple yeah. <laughs> <laughs> drinking Living that bowl dream. of rice, son. That's it. That's what I'm talking about. That's oh, a cool yeah. gig, man. Yeah, it's awesome. It's a how, lot of fun. Well, how, like, what lengths have you gone to, like, get that person to taste good? You know, like, will, is it one of those things where if somebody comes in, like, almost inevitably, they're going to at least taste something, even if they don't plan on buying something? You know yep. what I'm saying? Is it, like, one of those? Yeah. Um, and I mean, we offer like sometimes people will come in and uh, kind of not be into it and we'll just right. we'll go uh, the extra mile to convince them like, you know what? Try this. If you don't like it. It's on me. Right. Nothing lost. That's the move. Yeah, that's dude. That's the sickest move ever. That's the sickest yeah. move. Like, like they don't risk anything. No, and that's the thing. Maybe it's like bad people, coffee, but. That's well, like, and it <laughs> won't be bad coffee, right? It'll yeah, exactly. Like, at the end of the day, their preference will it'll either change they'll like be open to it or they won't and i just think that's like one of the best things ever it's like if you get somebody coming in and they for whatever reason for any reason are thinking like maybe i'll call it off like get them something yeah you know like you can get that convert yeah and if you don't have the drive or like the interest to do so then you're like selling especially coffee short yeah you know and they don't have to like it but you at least have to give them the opportunity to like it. And yeah. I think that you deserve props for doing so. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I think the uh, location lends to it, too. Since it's so out in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. and you have to drive so far, people are like, fuck it. I'm just going to try this <laughs> coffee and drove all this way. Yeah, they're not going to go down the street to the other shop because that doesn't exist. Exactly. Like, yeah, I'm going to go next door. <laughs> I can drive two miles yeah, back like, to Starbucks. Oh, yeah. Like, no, 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 no. Trust me, you don't want a PSL. Yeah. <laughs> you want this right now. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun though. I mean, I think we'll we're gonna change a lot of things up in our new cafe. I mean, we're gonna be having a little uh, broader of a menu. Mm-hmm. Um, like right now, we just got lattes, cappuccino, mm-hmm. um, espresso, pour over. Um, yeah. We'll have some uh, some house made syrups. Yeah. We'll definitely have cream and sugar in this new shop. Um, but for the environment that uh, this kind of tasting room is in, it's worked really well. Oh yeah, 
No, no, no. It's it's actually in, in of all the places to do that. I feel like a tasting room is the place to do so, right? It's yeah, like, totally. I don't know. People it's, are willing to accept. I feel like more of that kind of situation when you're at the roastery, exactly, because yeah. it feels like more of a craft experience. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I can see the roaster. They're bagging up coffee. Yeah, I trust them. I'm gonna do whatever they say. Yeah, you know, especially you if you're nice too, which is sweet. Yep. You've been listening to the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast, That's brought true. to you by the Pull String Press. And we are signing off on this one. First people from Texas to ever be in this room. God bless Texas. We've got Roman Leo. Leal. Not Leo. Woo. From Evocation Coffee in Amarillo, Texas. And you guys have the best day ever. Yeah, and shout out to any staff member who brings their, uh, sends their owner out to California to have a good time. Doing it right. Big props to that family. (laughs) Yeah. Pull it together and have a scavenger hunt yourselves, guys. All right. X marks the spot. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Roman.